Another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Today, I have Karen Walker with us, and she is the president and principal consultant at One Team Inc., which is a consulting firm that helps senior leaders create internal strategies that support their organization's external growth. Karen helped create and lead the then fastest growing company in American history and fastest to $1 billion in revenue, Compact Computer. After 14 years in senior leadership there, she left to begin one team. She now serves as an executive advisor and consultant to CEOs and senior organization leaders to grow their companies with outcome including IPOs, acquisitions, market share increases, and dramatic leadership development. Karen's work has enabled sustained growth in a multitude of companies from startups to Fortune 500 firms. She resides in Jupiter, Florida, although she can most often be found aloft in seat 2C. So welcome to the show. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thrilled to have you on. So Karen, the first one we ask on the show is what is the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message? Yeah. Wonderful place to start. I had a hard time with the word best. <laughs> um, I've, I've chosen a story that I think has a great underlying um, valuable message. And that really has to do with my career change. Uh, and it's as with many things, you don't understand the message until afterwards. Um, I, I worked at Compact for many years and um, I enjoyed my time there. I learned a lot. I, I developed a lot. It was amazing to be part of that team. And after 14 years, um, knew that my job wasn't getting any different. It was just going to get bigger. And I didn't want to spend the rest of my life doing the same thing, just more of it. So I decided to leave. But I was so busy uh, with this giant global job that I couldn't take time to think about what I wanted to do next. I knew that I would be limiting myself in many ways by not exploring enough possibilities. Uh, and so I left without knowing what I was going to do next. Not necessarily I recommend to your listeners or to my clients. You could do a little more investigation than I did, but I got ready to leave and I left. Uh, and I really spent the next couple of years sorting out um, what it was that I enjoyed doing, why I enjoyed doing it, who I enjoyed doing it with. And I met my now husband who was doing consulting work uh, as a psychologist. I'm an engineer by background. And we uh, we started one team working with, uh, with CEOs and other leaders to grow their businesses. And it's been pretty amazing. But the, the underlying uh, message from that is that I've, I think about how my, how my career could have gone. There are like lots of interesting threads um, I could have gone on to another company just, you know, doing what I was doing. I could have stayed at Compaq and done done more of what I was doing. I could have become a Zen monk. I could have, you know, there were all <laughs> kinds of interesting things I could have done. Um, and I chose this one and it's been amazing. But it doesn't mean that the that that I necessarily chose the exact right one. I chose one that was amazing. And there were just so many that would have been been equally good, just different. And so I think the the message for people is, you know, don't get too psyched out about finding the best. Uh, find what works for next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I love and when that. you look when you look back on it, you know, I married didn't married or didn't marry my colleague sweetheart. Right, it just would have been a different life, not necessarily a better or worse one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, my next one for you is: What is the most valuable piece of information we should know that's within your expertise or industry? 
Oh, great. So uh, my real focus of my work is working with companies who are in growth mode, sometimes in hyper growth mode, but definitely always in growth mode. And the information is that you must pay attention to aligning the internal strategies in your organization to support the external growth, because too often people misunderstand what it takes to grow beyond product market fit, which you absolutely have to have. If you're not aligned internally to support that growth, you will not be able to deliver on the promise you made your customers. And then a good tie in, but what's your best piece of overall business advice? So not necessarily industry specific. Yeah. Create time to think. Uh, this is uh, this is for me the one trap that almost everyone falls into. We have good intentions about seeing the big picture and making sure we're moving in the right direction, but so many shiny new objects come our way, or we end up playing whack-a-mole with you know problem solving at work every day, and we don't create enough time to think so that you can see the big picture and set strategy. And that's one thing that no one else will do for you. You have to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. I always tell um, uh, writers that when um, some of my clients are like having uh, trouble uh, like writing their book, I say, actually, instead of like trying to force the writing, just go for like a long walk. And uh-huh. just and then when you come back, it, it's interesting how like kind of the fog that your mind had when you were trying so hard, when you just allow yourself to step away and think, walk, do whatever, something like that, especially in nature, I find helps the most. Um, it almost like the problem solves itself almost. Yeah, exactly. That's the stuff we wake up at 3 a.m. or, you know, Archimedes jumping out of the bathtub, which is Eureka moment. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's when, it's when we, we take the time to clear our minds. I do that twice a year through a, a silent week long meditation retreat. No way. Uh, and, awesome. and the clarity coming out of there is, uh, is just amazing. But a walk, uh, anything that gets you out of nature, um, and away from overthinking the problem is useful. Yes. So just before we move to the next question, I have to ask you because I've been considering doing one of those. Is it like, Uh tell me some of like the highs, the lows. Is it, it seems like at first, at least it'd be pretty painful. Like, is it, what's it like? Yeah. So the lows are the first couple days. I would not recommend doing a two day retreat. Um, but because what happens the first couple of days, your mind is so full of why am I, my mind after 20 years is this way. Um, why am I here? I have too many other things I need to be doing, et cetera, et cetera. And then about the end of the second day that all that chatter goes away because you're basically in a time where there's no new input. Right. Mm. And so that the chatter dies down. Um, and then you sort of settle into, um, what I think of as a really solid meditation space. It's not that you don't continue to have thoughts, uh, but you're more, uh, clearly able to see them and let go of them. Um, yeah. and so the, the highs are, in fact, you don't even notice the, the complete shift that's going on until you, until you leave. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but the highs are definitely the clarity that comes out of there. The lows of the first couple of days yeah. and just, um, learning what is or isn't, um, useful in your life. Very interesting. That's so cool that you do that. Um, so the next one I got for you is if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? Oh, it definitely be to think bigger. Uh, we all have uh, blind spots, right? Uh, and I think um, because we have, when we have problems, we can solve them, right? I think most of the people listening to your podcast and certainly my, my clientele are all people who are problem solvers and it's served us really well. The, the thing is we're not, we don't think big enough um, and see what our limiting beliefs are. Um, and that causes us to think and act smaller than we could. Um, and those, those smaller decisions and smaller goals uh, impact you over time as they compound. Uh, so definitely think bigger. And then um, kind of going a little bit down a different path. In your opinion, what is the key to happiness? 
Yeah. Well, I can say for myself, uh, my key to happiness really had to do with perspective, which came out of my Zen practice. Uh, and that, because that led to a feeling of gratitude, uh, which doesn't mean that I'm like woo-woo every day, right? But uh, really understanding uh, um, what the combination of um, events were that were allowed me to be where I am now, doing the work I'm doing with the people I'm doing, living the life I'm living. So great gratitude for that and how it's all interconnected. And that leads to a position of service. Uh, and I think any time that you can you can put your work and your life uh, into the perspective of service, uh, you will um, you will be at least for me happier uh, than if I'm looking at it from almost any other perspective. And then, what is the best book that you've read, and what was the number one thing you learned from that? Oh, as we were saying before we started this podcast, I have so many books; it was really <laughs> difficult to find find you know the best book. Um, however, I've chosen one, uh, which is called. Uh, uh, best Business Book, uh, The Elements of Power by a guy named Terry R. Bacon. Uh, and I love this book and I use it all the time. And the reason is um, I, uh, in particular, have a blind spot, had a blind spot about power. And this book, um, among a couple of others, helped me see all the different elements of power, the types of power that go on in life and in organizations, when to use them, when not to use them. Uh, and um, uh, definitely a, a good and recommended read for anyone um, who's in, in relationship, really, uh, not even uh, needing to be in a large organization. And then uh, what is your favorite quote and why? Yeah. Oh, uh, so I'm going to give you three. I just couldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> so the first is ask for what you want and notice what you get. I think too often we expect other people to know what we want uh, and your chances of getting what you want are so much higher if you will ask for what you want and then you might or might not get it. Um, uh, secondly, any strength overdone is a weakness, right? We all have things we're really good at, uh, but we keep applying them to problems that don't require that strength. And so to be careful about not over applying your strengths. Uh, and then lastly, just uh, carpe diem, right? Being able to get up and seize each day and each moment as it comes your way. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on. The last one I got for you before we let you go is where can our audience uh, best find and connect with you online? Yeah, thanks for asking that. Uh, first, I'd like to talk. Um, I have a book that's just come out called No Dumbing Down. Uh, and that book uh, can be found at nodumbingdown.com, um, which will direct you back to my website. Um, or you can certainly find it at all the places we now buy books um, online uh, or in outlets. Um, secondly, uh, all the social media sites, My uh, the way to find me is Karen Walker U.S., that's all traditional spelling, K-A-R-E-N-W-A-L-K-E-R, -E -E Karen Walker U.S. Um, so that'll do LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera. Um, or my, my website, which is KarenWalker.us. Perfect. Thank you again for coming on. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me.